it's Thursday. Oh my gosh, we've made it to Thursday. I don't know about you guys, but it has felt like the longest, most draining, most exhausting week. And I feel like I say that every week, but this week, literally everything that could go wrong did. Every day has had some sort of challenge to it, and it's just been frustrating. I, I feel like even just like communicating with my husband has been hard this week. I even checked to see if Mercury is in retrograde and it's not. So like for whatever reason this week is just hard, but we've made it to Thursday and I'm really excited about some things coming up in the future. So there's that. It's summer. So today we're going to talk a little bit about how COVID has kind of disrupted summer and um, what I've been doing as well as some updates on my birth plans and what I feel comfortable with and kind of like going through my whole thing with COVID because I just need to like say it out loud and get it out. So thank you guys for tuning in. Let's get to it. Hi y'all. So it is um, summertime and I'm having a baby and you guys all know this if you've been listening to all the other podcasts but I wanted to talk some about summer struggles with 2020. And I've seen a lot of people do a lot of different things creatively. Um, I don't know, but recently, like my decisions in terms of what I'm comfortable with have kind of changed in regards to COVID-19. So I do want to talk a little bit about it because I think we're all struggling. We all can relate. We're all making tough decisions and it is frustrating. So obviously at this point and at this stage in the game, COVID has affected all of our lives. Um, whether it's working from home or even harder circumstances like losing, you know, your, your job or, and even like figuring out what to do with kids, it's all been so, such a weird time in our country and like in our personal lives and our mental health is kind of crazy right now. And so for us as a family this summer, we have been comfortable and fine seeing family. And I feel like everyone goes through like peaks and valleys when it comes to this. I remember when the quarantine first happened back in March, I was kind of like hesitant to see anybody. And I went a couple weeks without seeing my mom or anybody at all. Um, I didn't leave our apartment. Um, ironically, at the time we were house hunting, we did find a house, we did tour find and move into a house during this whole quarantine time. But um, I remember being like really, really scared at the beginning. And then come May, I want to say like May, I got comfortable with the way life is. Um, there's always been kind of struggles associated with COVID because me working from home, Ethan being home and like trying to do life with Mia, it's just kind of hard to do, to do that when I, I'm one way, he's another way, blah, blah, blah. You guys know the same, same song and dance, but uh, it's just been like a weird roller coaster journey. So, uh, I've been in communication with my doctor, my OB, 
about what is going to be allowed in terms of the birth of our son. I know that we are having birth partner. You can always have, you could, you could always have your spouse. Um, but that's it. Uh, you could, you only usually have like one person for labor and delivery since COVID. I know in other states like New York, it was getting crazy. And there were like circumstances where women potentially had to give birth without their significant others. I know that there's been women whose husbands have tested positive for COVID and couldn't be there for the birth and things like that. Uh, I actually heard a story about that, but it wasn't like in that story, at least for that story, it was kind of empowering to listen to that one. So a lot of us are making like really big decisions this year and it feels like such a I don't know, like a pivotal year. It feels like the earth is being wiped clean. It feels really biblical to me. It feels really like scary. And uh, I feel like with everything going on in the world, it's just like exhausting. So I've been trying to have as fun of a summer as he can because work is hard. Being at home is hard. Uh, being at home with your spouse 24 hours a day is hard. <laughs> so I've really been trying to find fun things for Mia to do because, you know, she's two. This is her last summer being an only child. And even though she probably won't remember this summer, like I will vivid, vivid, vividly <laughs> remember this summer. And I just want it to be a good one. So um, luckily, we have a house in the backyard, and she's out there pretty much every day or evening um, having a good time. But it's just been so hard in finding fun things to do. I've seen moms that go on hikes every day or every week. I see moms that are continuing to go to... This one mom I know is actually really creative. She takes with her like a mobile hand-washing station, which is just like a really big jug that has water, and she carries soap with her. And that's a good way to, to do it with kids. She has young kids as well around Mia's age. Um, and so they have been out like to the petting zoo and to the beach and to other places and have just been really careful. And then I know moms who have said, I'm not really interested in anything. I've been home. So we've kind of done a combination of things. We don't go somewhere fun every week. But we have like gone to the lake and we'll go to the park sometimes. I do not let her get on any equipment. I'm still not comfortable with that even if she were to wash her hands. With two-year-olds and toddlers, their hands go in their mouth before you can catch it 99% of the time. So it's just like being extra cautious. My family has not gone to the store. We get all of our groceries delivered and I... um. We went to Marshall's and that was the first time like Mia had gone to the store and me and Mia had gone to the store in months and she loved it and it was like nice to get out but now it's time to like not go back out. So it's kind of hard and it's really frustrating and um, just trying to find some things to do at home. Now I am going to link some fun activities to do inside and outside of your house because I've always been good at coming up with games or arts and crafts and fun things to do so that like you're not bored going stir crazy but I don't want to waste the warm months sitting inside you know what I mean like eventually it'll be winter and we will be stuck in the house especially if there is not only COVID but like the flu 
um, yeah, I'm not interested in that. So I feel like it's just been a weird and hard time. Um, over the past couple of weeks, we've actually done a good number of outings. Last week, we were out of the house from Wednesday. Well, we were busy Wednesday through Sunday. So Wednesday, we had been going to a church small group. Um, Thursday, we went to a church event that was like free ice cream, but people stayed pretty socially distant. Friday, we had gone to my mom's house and did like a job application party. Saturday, um, two of my friends came over. It was a holiday and we did s'mores. And then that Sunday was my grandfather's birthday and I went to my aunt's house for a barbecue. And it felt great because that is who I am um, through and through. I am somebody who likes to be on the go, on the move, going places. I knew that Mia... I'm really thankful we have a house now because it, we would be going crazy in that little apartment, but, um, how baby boy just got into a really uncomfortable position. Um, but, uh, it's a little much for COVID and with all of those events, like with the small group, it's literally been outside, um, no more than maybe seven people at the group. With the church event, it was outside. Everyone was really distant and wore masks, and it was fine. And then with my friends and family, it was a lot more relaxed because it was my friends and family. But um, this past week, coming off of that busy weekend, I definitely wasn't really concerned being out. I was more frustrated that we had to wear masks and this is the new normal, but I wore my mask and... It was fine. Um, we had discussed as a family possibly doing a trip to the beach, um, a bigger beach um, in Maryland, Ocean City. However, with having a two-year-old and being pregnant, I do not feel comfortable staying in a hotel, nor do I feel comfortable like going to the beach with all of those people. And all I could think of is like, yeah, we could stay far apart from each other, but someone has sat here, someone has stepped there. And so for sure, my anxiety has been heightened. And to add, what, what actually happened was I was looking at the calendar um, based on like how many weeks pregnant I am. Cause I always forget, like <laughs> with your first baby, you know, every single week you track it all. But with your second, and in, in this environment, it's kind of busy. I have a toddler, um, but when I remember, I'll check the app. So I was reading the app and I realized that in two weeks, I'll be in the third trimester. And I think that scared me. So like most of you who have had babies, pregnancy feels like a really long time. And when you think back on it, it doesn't feel like it was that long, but it is a really long time. Like I've been pregnant since January. <laughs> That's a long time since before COVID. I have videos of me in early March before lockdown and quarantine of me at the, the park with Mia and she was so much smaller and um, like now she's a big kid. But, oh, this pregnant, I was like, where am I going with this? Pregnant brain. Um, with this pregnancy, 
I feel like it has been really long. I felt like I was sick for forever. I feel like the second trimester flew by, which it normally does because it's the best trimester. You feel the greatest. Even though, like, you don't feel, like, 100% perfect, like, I still have, like, pregnant things going on. Um, but I realized that we're going to be in the third trimester in two weeks. And that kind of shook me because I am planning for a natural birth and I hired a doula and I've been listening to birth stories, but I haven't done the readings that I need to do yet. I haven't done an, an, enough prenatal yoga for my liking. And so I've, I've kind of gotten to this grind mode the past couple of weeks, um, especially these past two weeks where I started buying baby clothes and I was like, do we have a car seat? Um, do we have, we don't have the bassinet yet, but like we'll get it. And if honestly, if we didn't, I'm a co-sleeper. I know how, don't mom shame me. I just, we're, we'll get the bassinet but sometime before the baby's born. We have until October. Um, but I just started going into kind of like a prep mode, which as a planner is natural for me, but I feel like I'm doing it all kind of soon, but kind of late. So anyway, I feel like, um, all of a sudden I need to get a little more protective of my bubble, which sucks because it's early July um, and Mia's birthday is in two weeks and I've been working really hard to make it really, really special and really, really fun. And I know she's two, she won't remember this birthday, but like she will remember it as she's two. You know, like she's going to experience it in 10, 15, 20 years, it might not matter, but it's memories I'll have and they're only little ones and all of those things. So I, this past week, I've been waking up at three o'clock every morning. Um, I haven't been staying awake except for that one day and uh, just up anxious about one thing or the other because this year's been wild and um, just feeling like I really need to protect my bubble because it's like a scary world and I wouldn't want to catch the virus. I wouldn't want to have to have my baby tested or wouldn't, I don't want to have to get tested. And, um, I just feel like tightening the, the, the barrier right now. And it's kind of frustrating to me because I'm an extrovert and it's also kind of necessary for my mental health to be like, Okay, we're doing everything we can to be safe and then give the rest over to God, um, which is always the hard part, right? But it's like the necessary part. So in having fun this summer, I'm thankful that we live in a pretty great neighborhood that has plenty of places and spaces to walk where I could easily do a walk every day, the pool in the afternoon, um, an ice cream truck comes through our neighborhood once a day. So it's not like summer is wasted, but I've had plans on going to Sesame Place and I had plans on vacationing at the beach and we were going to go to, um, like, uh, it's not really a lake. It's like a rustic kind of like a cabin. We were going to go to a cabin. Like we had all these fun plans for the summer that now, you know, like I'm not going to any of these things. I have decided that I want to take both of my kids to Disney World for Christmas next Christmas, um, not December 2020, but December 2021, depending on how everything looks. Uh, 
I think it's a great time to do it. Or even for Valentine's Day uh, next year, um, in 2021, because we kind of are missing out on some vacations, but vacations aren't everything, right? Now the time with your family is more important. Right now our safety is more important. Right now taking care of ourselves is important. And it's been feeling really lonely to me. Uh, yesterday I did go see a friend and we went to her pool at her house. And, um, but even then she's gonna have a new baby soon. So I know she's gonna be tightening the reins even harder than I am. And I kind of encouraged her to uh, tighten those reins too, because as you get towards the end, you want to be okay. And I decided two weeks before my due date, I'm going to be self-quarantining to the max because right now I do still feel comfortable visiting with my mom for the most part, but I'm not sure that comfort level will continue as we get closer to baby. And it's just making really tough decisions, but to protect her family. And even, um, I'm, I talk to my doctor every time I'm there about birth plans and updates. So let me talk to you guys about that. Okay, so I hired a doula like you know. And talking to my doctor, she said that we are good to go. Uh, as long as my doula is certified, which she is. She recently delivered at my hospital all her certifications are up to date. The I was teetering between giving birth at a hospital that is literally five minutes walking distance from my house or a hospital that's around 35 to 40 minutes away. Um, considering that this is going to be a natural birth and I will be at home, it makes sense to stay home uh, when you want a natural birth just because of the way things are. You want to stay home for as long as possible before going to the hospital typically and the idea of going through a transition in the car really makes me nervous um my car's also little my husband's car is bigger so i'm thinking we're just gonna he's gonna have to like really clean it out and like prep for me to be transported in his car because there's no way i'm riding in my car to the hospital in the middle of active labor that's 30 to 40 minutes away. So I have decided on giving birth at the hospital that's 30 to 40 minutes away for a couple of different reasons. One, um, my neighbor's uh, daughter has just given birth at that hospital that's near me and says it was a terrible experience. No, her first birth was at that hospital and she said it was a terrible experience. Two, I'm not going to get into this too much because it's kind of political and I could do a whole episode with a special guest on this um, to do it justice, but the, the facts are that there are just disparities of care for African American women and um, you always think it can't happen to you, but because I don't know which doctor would be delivering me, I would rather go with the hospital that I feel safe in that uh, did everything just fine with me and Mia. Um, there were some negative moments, but with me not getting to the hospital till around seven centimeters, hopefully, six or seven centimeters, hopefully, a lot of those earlier issues um, will kind of be eradicated because I will be much more progressed when I get there. 
and uh, we know the hospital layout. We have been there before. Um, the hospital is in a really Jewish area. My doula is Jewish. I don't know why this matters to me, um, but they take really good care of if you have any religious beliefs, if you have any other kind of beliefs, um, they take care of all of that. They do allow you to labor in the tub. They prefer for you not to birth in the tub, but if it happens, it happens. You just kind of have to, you know, go about it that way. So in terms of the safety of me and my child and uh, keeping to an actual birth, I've decided to go back to the same hospital, but this time armed with a doula. And I think that it'll be a much a much better circumstance. I've also decided that if my water broke, breaks, um, I am not going to call my doctor until some good time after that, especially if it breaks before labor starts. Now, if it breaks while I'm in labor, I might be like, hmm, we can go to the hospital. But the reason why is once your water breaks and you get to the hospital, they kind of start you on this clock where they really want you to give birth in 24 hours to 48 hours. And with Mia, I was uh, really close to the 24 hour mark where they might start talking about a C-section. By God's grace, I didn't have a C-section. So I've decided to go back to that hospital. And honestly, I have nothing but uh, warm memories there. The only thing that was kind of annoying was checkout or whatever that thing is called when you like leave the hospital. Just because I feel like it could have gone smoother, it could have gone quicker. But aside from that, I didn't like the lactation consultant, but my doula is also a lactation consultant and it's part of her fee. So in terms of uh, the lactation consultant, I don't really feel the need to see her. And if I do see her and don't like her, I don't really need to have a relationship with her. (laughs) Um, Because pretty much all the care that I want the important care to me, I've, I've taken care of with my doula. Uh, my doula has mentioned that she has gone to births recently where they were not allowing both her and the husband. And in some instances, the mother chose to bring the doula on instead of her husband to the birth. I would never do that. Um, I'm an emotional attached person. This is the birth of our son. I would never want my husband not there. I would always prefer him above everyone else. I really wish my mom could be there, actually. I was really feeling kind of bummed about that earlier, just thinking about how, like during certain parts of my labor, I was like, okay, mom, I'm good. Um, But really, you know, you always want your mom. So I'm a little bit (laughs) nervous to go in there without my mom. I'm not gonna lie. But yeah, so those are just some of the decisions we've made. Unfortunately, and this is what makes me the most emotional, is once the baby is born, no one is going to be able to come over to meet him. Um, There's creative ways we can do it. We we, we could be in the driveway at a distance and I can show the baby to my family. But in terms of like coming into our house and sitting down and... uh, like fellowshipping, like having a meal. Um, that's not going to be possible. And 
that is kind of, it's kind of scary and hard for me. Um, Mia's becoming a big sister for the first time, so I always imagine, like, my mom or my grandma comes to the house with Mia, and they walk through the door, and I go, here's your baby. Um, instead, we'll probably, honestly, it's, my mom's house is on the way home from the hospital, so we'll probably just have my mom bring Mia out, um, and we'll just pick her up on the way home, and... I don't know, that makes me a little sad. Uh, <laughs> so it is just really scary to be a mom right now. Um, it's really scary to bring life into the world right now. And uh, mentally this week I've had to, to get off social media as people were posting about their niece that had coronavirus and she's three and some other things and it's just too much for me. So as parents, we're being forced to make really hard, really tough decisions that we shouldn't have to make um, in terms of the safety of our kids and even like the upcoming school year. Obviously, if you have high schoolers, it's a little inconvenient, but for the most part, if you were to have a hybrid schedule or if your kid, yeah, like if your kids were online learning some days and going into the school some days, it's a little easier because they're old enough to be home by themselves. But for kids who are in elementary or middle school, what do working parents do? Like they're gonna need childcare. So it's all kind of like a weird time. I'm really thankful that my babies are little and that they're just gonna be home because um, especially like I have a newborn this upcoming school year. So no one needs to leave the house for anything. But in general, we're just being faced to make really hard decisions in 2020 about our whole lives. And I keep thinking about like what 2020 means in like all of the chaos of the world. And like there's the Wayfair scandal. There's like, unfortunately, like what happened with Naya Rivera. There's like so much bad news and also like um, just like so much going on in our own individual lives. And then so much going on in our country and so much going on in our states. Like, it's just a lot. And as parents, we're being forced to, like, make all of these different kinds of decisions. Like, what do I want to do this summer so my kids still have a summer? What do I want to do in the school year? What do I do with work? Like, we're just being forced to make all these decisions. And it's pretty tough. So if you know anything about history, you know that the 20s was an era era of, uh, of change. Uh, a lot happened going on in the 20s. We're talking, yeah, there was some prohibition, but also women gained the right to vote. And uh, Louis Armstrong, like that's his era, jazz. A lot of interesting, great things happened in the 20s. So now we're sitting here and we're entering the year 2020, or we're in the year 2020. And literally all hell has broken loose. It is the most scary time in a lot of our lives. We've never, at least as millennials, I don't know about other generations, we've never gone through, and I don't think for other generations they have either, like um, like a pandemic like this. Yes, there was swine flu. Um, there was like HIV and AIDS, but we've never gone through something um, like this massive and like catastrophic and scary where like our economy is getting shut down because of a virus. 
So as we're entering 2020, I don't know about you guys, but if you think back to the beginning of the year, before we really were aware of COVID, um, I remember thinking 2020 was going to be my year of perfect clarity because 2020 vision, right? And obviously it hasn't been because the world is like a disaster zone right now. But if we stop and take a minute to think about our personal lives in this year and in this chaos, there are some things we can do and um, that can kind of help us salvage some of 2020. With so much tragedy going on, a lot has come to light. Uh, problems with the education system that we've always known existed, um, specifically like the gap between those who have money and those who don't. Racial injustice has resurfaced as a trending topic, which is important. Um, I know like about five years ago it was trending again. Um, so there are some like things being brought to light amidst, amidst this tragedy. But when I stop and I look at my own life, and I think about the vision that I have for my life. Like, I feel like some families come up with like a saying, like I know some families have like a shield or a crest or a family heirloom, but it is good for your family to have like a mission statement. Now my family doesn't, that's something I might work on, um, but don't really wanna make until my kids are older and we can talk about it. But personally, between my life and my husband's life, our lives have been kind of shaken up job-wise, um, future-wise, just like thinking about everything. And even though all of the circumstances suck so bad, we are kind of being forced to create visions and to create um, what we want our lives to be and to really focus in on that and to zero in on what that is. Obviously, our mental health is the most important thing we can take care of right now as mamas, as parents, as people. But if you do need something to focus on other than work, my kids going to school, having fun, like if you are somebody who needs a project and a distraction, and I'm one of those people that like loves a project, I love a good project, it's a good idea to like stop and say, okay, what do I not like about my life right now that I can control? So I don't like, obviously, that I have to wear a mask all the time, but I do wear a mask when I need to. I don't like the fact that the way my kids are doing schooling is going to be affected. I might not like the fact that I have a little more fear when I go to the grocery store. If you go to the grocery store, you know I don't. Those things surrounding the virus we can't control. You might not like working from home, and if you don't, I, don't, I can't relate. It's like the, the dream kind of situation for me but what do you want to be doing with your life what do you want your kids lives to look like what is what are you passionate about and if you don't know now's a good time to explore it because we are home so even though we are more busy because we're all home with our kids we're also like if you drove a half an hour to work that's an hour commute that you don't have anymore so that's an extra hour in the day that you could take at the beginning or end of the day to, to do something and focus on a goal. I know some people are focusing on fitness, which is great. Um, I'm not there. Some people are focusing on like 
getting good at art or like macrame like, or other things. Some people are really focusing on like designing their house. Like if you love a project, you can find a project, but it's a good idea to just inwardly reflect on what you, the vision you have for your life. So like you can like zero in on that. And I'm going to tell you the vision for my life is to one, be able to be with my kids all day. So like obviously home, like be a mom, a stay at home mom. Um, my goal is to help other moms. I want my day to look like I have mom groups I'm leading and I'm teaching Zumba class and I'm volunteering in my kids' classrooms. This is me looking to the future. And if my kids don't have classrooms because of the change of our education system, then if I'm homeschooling, fine, then I'm in a homeschool group and I am uh, focusing on just like living a good life. So like whatever your goals are, my husband's goal is to, he has a passion for sports and he has worked in rec centers his whole life. And like, well, pretty much since he was like 16 and he has seen it create a place for kids who don't have a place, who have like a messed up home life or whose parents are always working. And it's been a safe place for, you know, young men to come play basketball and hang out. And his goal is to, to create a space like that um, where you don't have to worry about, like if you're a working parent, you don't have to worry about where your kids are they're at the rec center and Ethan um, coaches basketball. So obviously basketball is a huge part of it. And like, that's his goal. And he's really been forced to like zero in on, okay, like what do I need to do to get there? So 2020 can be a year of perfect vision, even though a lot of it is like, well, how do I get there? What do I do? I don't know what's going to happen. A lot of it's really, really foggy. So because it's so foggy, you know, like when you're driving in the fog, and because I've driven in the fog many early mornings on my commute to work and you can't see, but all you can really focus on is like what's in front of you. Um, you can't see too far in advance. You can't see too far into the future. You have no idea like if a deer's going to run by, if there's like five cars ahead of you. All you can do is see where the lines are. Keep like stay straight, stay no zigzags, stay in your, stay in your lane and focus on getting from point A to point B and just be aware of the things that pop up into your vision as you're driving in the fog. So uh, you drive a little bit slower and you have your like fog lights on or whatever they're called and you're just focusing on getting from point A to point B. Well, that's what 2020 is. 2020 is clouding all of our vision so that we can only focus on what's in front of us and what that goal is and what needs to happen in our life right sorry y'all but yeah it's making us focus on what happened what has to happen in our lives right now so in a way because everything is so up in the air we're able to just zero in on what's in front of us and that might be big decisions about school that might be big decisions about work. It might be big decisions on what you want the next 10 years of your life to look like. Now, obviously those are future, but you need to be thinking like, what can I do in my life right now, either to help me in the future or to keep me sane right now? So if you need to take up learning to play guitar because 
your mental health, you need time to block out life, then do that. Um, but I definitely have spent this year reflecting on what I want and Ethan, my husband, who doesn't really do this often, has also kind of been forced to do that as well. So I would encourage all of you guys to just take some time. We all are given more time right now. Um, it feels like less. This week has for sure felt like less to me um, just because we've been like really organizing the house. So like as soon as I'm off of work, I'm like cleaning and organizing and like trying to like file paperwork and go for ice cream and go for a walk and still mom and do laundry and the days feel really long. This week has felt really long, but um, I forgot where I was going with this. Like, I don't know what I was saying, but we, we just, just focus on what we want the next years to look like and what we can be doing now to, to get there and also focus on the time that we have. Um, like I said, I can't think of a time where my husband's going to have the opportunity to spend this much time with our daughter. And I mean like all day, every day, hang out with us. And it's special, it's precious, it's frustrating <laughs> because like yesterday I had to send him and her out because I haven't had the house to myself in so long. Um, and my mom made dinner for us. So I was like, take her and go get dinner. I'm not coming with you to pick it up. I need the house to myself. I need like quiet and um just finding moments like that's kind of rare these days but don't let 2020 and like the unknowing of what's going to happen discourage you um it's really just focusing forcing you to focus on like what is immediately ahead of you and take care of your mental health it's really hard to do that right now I know as an extrovert, my mental health is hanging out with my girlfriends, going to get our nails done and going to lunch. And all of those things have kind of been snatched away. I will hang out with my friends still like one-on-one, -on -one, but not as often as before. So it's like, well, what do I do now? And I have not gotten my nails done. Well, I got my nails done once uh, since everything has been lifted because the hair salon I go to does nails and I was the only appointment there, which was nice. It was like they were doing one person at a time. So I felt comfortable, but it was, it was just, it's just been a crazy year. So just take care of yourself. That is all I can say is take care of yourself and focus on what's immediately in front of you. The rest will fall into place. So to wrap up, um, 2020 and our summer plans and everything is changing. It's making us be creative on what we can do. Uh, some fun things are I got Mia a tent, so she's been playing in it, but I might set it up outside this weekend. So one evening we can like make s'mores and go hang out in her tent. I don't intend on sleeping outside all night. Uh, don't think that's great for my little pregnant body. I know there's pregnant women who do the most like camping and hiking and um, biking and marathon running that I'm not that kind of pregnant person I am more of like a nap and take a bubble bath pregnant person but um, we have that uh, we are painting canvases with positive affirmations this weekend um, and that's gonna be our weekend so like find something fun you can do around your house around your yard or even in your neighborhood if you want to go on like a scavenger hunt and have your kid be like can you find three birds? Can you find a bird's nest? Can you spot a bunny? 
Can you find a pink flower, a yellow flower? Like as you go for walks, there's little things you can do with your kids like that. I know some neighbors are neighbors are neighborhoods are doing some really cute stuff like leaving teddy bears in the windows for kids to find. Um, my neighborhood's not doing that, but I might suggest it. Um, but yeah, like you can come up with a cute scavenger hunt for your kids. Uh, you can make backyard bowling with like water bottles and a ball, or you can like buy inflatable bowling pins for them to play in the backyard. Uh, another goal for us this summer is to make, so in college, my roommate made a projector um, and got like this iPhone adapter thing and we were able to like project from her phone onto our wall and we had movie night. So my goal is to make a projector and have backyard movie night um, one night in my house, which could be a lot of fun. I don't know what movie yet, but you could do that if you're not comfortable going to a drive-in. Uh, fun little summer activities can be done at home. So don't think that summer has to be to be wasted. And uh, it's okay to see your friends. Just like be safe about it. And I think that's all I have to say this week. So this episode I feel like it's a little long. I had a lot, a lot to go over. But um I love you all. Thank you guys for tuning in to the podcast. So don't forget, uh, Christian Mom Uncensored. You can find me on Spotify, Apple, Anchor. Um, I think there's some other ones, but the big ones, Spotify, Apple. Make sure you click subscribe or follow so that you're updated every time there's a new episode. Sometimes I randomly post bonus episodes because that's just the nature of my life. Um, also, you can follow me on Instagram if you need summer activities, recipe activities, positive quotes, or just want to know what's going on in my life, which isn't that interesting. It's just mom life. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Brittany Jane Stewart. Don't forget to rate. So, you know, ratings, let me know how I'm doing. Leave a comment, send me a DM about what's going on in your life. I'll pray for you. And... That is all. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.